Jessica, the, the, the good or bad news? Well, we got two things of good news to, to start with today. Uh, the good news, uh, number one, is uh, just two weeks left in General Assembly. Yes, it's winding down now. Can you guess the other good news? No. I had a Popeye's chicken sandwich for the first time today, and it is on point. Uh, they do not sponsor this podcast in any way, shape, or form, unfortunately, but it was uh, it was darn good. The, the online memes weren't kidding. Uh, the pickle does indeed ch- taste like chicken. See, I've never been to Popeye's, so okay, well, I'm need, just missing out over here. You are. Go get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, I'm Jim Sacco, editor here at Daily News Record, as always, for Veli Polity Podcast. Say that five times real fast. Uh, joined by uh, Jets- Jessica Wetzler. She's our political slash county slash whatever needs to get covered reporter here at the Daily News Record. And as always, we're going to talk about the General Assembly on this week's episode, uh, the biannual budget. Talk to me, Jessica. Yeah, so this is pr- really the only thing that's happened this week. You know, we're a week post-crossover day, and you know, things are still getting pretty slow Senate and House aren't taking really long sessions, but something that's been going on that's rather important is this biannual budget, and that was taking up yesterday on Thursday. Both the House and Senate did their own versions, so there's still some things to be figuring out, but what we're looking at so far and with this budget that's just kind of a mess, kind of, but we're looking at blocking Virginia from joining a regional compact to reduce greenhouse gases, which was something Republicans were trying to avoid or trying not to make happen last year, uh, preventing the state from creating its own health insurance exchange, ending the Republican effort created last year to restore a taxpayer relief fund. You know, you may have remembered getting that extra 110 or $220 in the mail. and I got 220 <laughs> It was nice. Yes, it definitely was a nice little treat, but don't expect that again this year, or who knows if this will just be a one-time thing. Uh, we're also looking at increasing and in funding for transportation improvements. you know, got Interstate 81 here, so that's always a decent sign when we have some funding extra coming in there. Uh, doubling of state taxes on cigarettes and other products to help pay for health care programs, uh, possible teacher raises. Both chamber, chambers have made um, their different repro- proposals, so we're not sure exactly how big this raise could be or if, if they'll come to a conclusion. Uh, repairing and replacements of deteriorating school buildings in rural localities will not be happening. That's They were not even considering that this year. Another thing that was a big topic in the last 24 hours was um, eliminating a 3% raise uh, for sheriff's departments across the Commonwealth. That was defeated by Senate Democrats last night. And that was had um, Delegate Tony Wilt, he put on Facebook this morning saying he was disgusted that Democratic leadership would withhold well-deserved pay increases for local law enforcement due to their voice support for the Second Amendment rights of our citizens. So that's something that, you know, a lot of people in the House and Senate were kind of thrown back at. And, you know, it was all because people were saying they were going to support Second Amendment in the sanctuaries and everything. So... Senate Democrats went over and be like, okay, we'll take that. And that's going to hurt our local guys in the long run. Not not petty at all. That doesn't sound petty at all. Exactly. I mean, it came from SAS law, too. So, you know, (laughs) that kind of adds more fuel to the fire and whatnot. 
But like I said, this is both chambers have made their pass their own different versions of this. So it's going to go to a House and Senate conference committee to negotiate the differences in this $135 billion two-year budget and a company spending plan for the year. So that's what's been happening in the news and big stuff this week. Now, just to clarify on the first point, when you said uh, they were looking at blocking Virginia from joining a regional compact uh, to reduce greenhouse, greenhouse gases, that is a... Republican-led effort? Who's looking to block Virginia? It was a Democratic-led effort that Republicans were not for. It's to make sure that Virginia is a part of these other states who have done this um, initiative to uh, put a kind of a marker on carbon emissions and and stuff related to that. And it was something that Republicans were not on board for and Democrats were. So now that we have this flip in leadership and majority, you know, more things just like this are starting to move forward. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. And also for you guys to clarify, we said that wasn't petty at all. I hope the sarcasm wasn't lost on any of the listeners because that just sounds very petty uh, on Sasslaw's part and, and, and the Democrats' part. Uh, hey, and you know, right around the corner, uh, just before uh, the this sixty uh, day general assembly session ends, is uh, da, 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 Super Tuesday, uh, Democratic presidential primary, March third. Oh goodness, it just never ends, does it? No, and the ballot doesn't seem to be getting any smaller while as we get closer to it. The only thing that's getting bigger at this point is the amount of endorsements these candidates are getting from Virginia legislators, former lawmakers, elected officials, you name it. There's a lot of people coming out there saying they're endorsing um, more so Joe Biden than anyone else. I mean, there's a close second with Mike Bloomberg, but there's a good three paragraphs worth of people who have announced very recently they are going to go for Joe Biden. It's a long list. Okay. And it just seems to be these two that are leading the pack. I mean, yes, are, here okay. in Virginia, at least. They have the, they're the ones who have gotten the most endorsements so far this week compared to other people. And there's some people that weren't even on that list of getting endorsements. So, But they're, they're leading the way at this point. Now it's time for the segment we like to call What Else Happened or Didn't Happen? Yes. So one of the things that didn't happen was uh, the House taking up a resolution to pass the constitutional amendment on redistricting. The deadline for this was on Thursday, and as you can tell, it didn't happen. No. And what this would have done, it would establish a bipartisan map drawing process that would provide protections for communities of color who have been historically disenfranchised. And this was all coming from Delegate Lamont Bagme. He's a Democrat in Henrico. And what's kind of stirred the pot is this was an effort that's been made by Democrats for years, and then they have had their chance to move forward, and then it didn't happen. So there is a very um, similar version of this in the Senate. That House uh, Democrats have said they're going to wait to see what happens in the Senate version of this. But, you know, it raised some fingers, especially with Delegate Todd Gilbert. He had a few things to say online. Yes, and I, and I heard there was some uh, audible laughter at uh, one of uh, Gilbert's comments uh, during, I believe, a committee. Uh, I'm not yes. sure if that was yesterday or on Thursday or Friday. I think it might have been this The morning, days all blur together in the they end. They do. They do. And then, uh, so, hey, uh, we, uh, we're, we're two weeks away, and, and really, if we haven't yet, we're not going to come up with the song, uh, the jingle for the segment we like to call Local Dudes. What are our local dudes all about as we wind down here? Yes. So now since we've gone over crossover day, anything that went 
passed on last Tuesday, we'll, we can at least track forward if it's going to happen or not. And we've had a few of our local guys here in the Valley in Rockingham County who have had their bills pass the General Assembly and all they're waiting for is the governor's final signature of approval or disapproval or just recommendations. Uh, we'll start off the list with Chris Runyon. He's a Republican in Bridgewater. He marked the second Valley legislator to have his bill passed, both House and Senate. How about that rookie? I know. You know, he only had five bills, two of them made forward, and by the end of the week, he had one completely passed. And it was this one that was was sponsored by the Ark of Virginia, and it's to require the Department of Education to establish guidelines for developing individual education programs for children with disabilities. And this passed unanimously, both House and Senate. So it's a big accomplishment for our freshmen. That's something old Frico he could walk around pretty proud with. That he's got a, he introduced a bill, and it was unanimous in both in both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm sure when. We get down to the very last day, and we ask for our comments on how this thing was. I'm sure he'll have plenty to say. And he'll on. be smiling ear to ear about that one. Of course. And, you know, trailing behind him um, was Tony Wilt, uh, his bill on adding Timberville to the list of localities with the authority to require the owner of buildings that have been vacant for a continuous period of 12 months to register their buildings on an annual basis and to impose an annual registration fee not to exceed $100 to defray the cost of processing such registration also has gone through. It passed the Senate on Wednesday, 36 to 2. So that is, he, you know, our Valley guys here just trailing behind with a little bit here and there. And then now we segue into the, 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 our, our busy beaver uh, bell. Yeah, Busy Bell, of course. His bill exempting farmers' markets and roadside stands from meal taxes passed the House in a 96-0 to zero vote. And on Tuesday, the bill was reported from the Senate Committee on Finance and Appropriations, 14-0. to zero. So that's going to move to the Senate floor here soon. So that's moving forward. And that will help our, you know, our farmers' markets here in the Valley a lot because there's just so many. You can't really go into a town without seeing one at this point. And then we also have the Senate committee endorsed Bell's bill to make it possible for, for school nurses to stock abutyl asthma inhalers and to administer the medication to students in emergencies. Because right now under our current law system, school nurses can only administer the inhaler if the student provides the medication. And so in addition, the bill will provide a good Samaritan protection. That's moving forward. And then over on the other side of the chamber is Open Chain's bill to provide that a court may permit an inmate to earn credits against any fines and court costs imposed against him by performing community service passed the General Assembly on Wednesday unanimously. That's waiting Governor Northam's approval. And then we have over here with Emmett Hanger, his bill to allow the holder of a valid concealed handgun permit to possess a stun weapon on school property while in a motor vehicle in a parking lot, traffic circle, or other means of um, near a school that also moved forward in the house. It was reported from the Committee on Public Safety today, here on Friday, 22 to 0. So now we're moving on to the house. So we got some things moving. So our, our local dudes are, are grooving, it appears. They are grooving and trucking <laughs> along and doing pretty well. Uh, so we got two more of these coming up on the General Assembly. We're going to keep it going. What else do we need to know heading into the last two weeks of the GA, if anything? I mean, right now it's, you know, as time is ticking down, there's this week not a whole lot happened, but there's going to be more happening. You know, we're kind of in this position of it feels like we've 
there was more time in the first half than the second. So moving forward, it, I imagine the very last day is going to be a very long day, and they'll have to reconvene on a few weeks after that for their reconvene session. And then, you know, it's just a waiting game to see what happens with the governor and what happens with, you know, all these bills that we've been talking about, ERA, marijuana, gun legislation, you name it. So it's uh, we're not done watching. Is no, we are. There's way too much to go on. Not here. nowhere near from over. So all right. Well, uh, you guys know what to do, Jessica. Your Twitter uh, handle so they can follow you. It's at Wetzler underscore Jessica. And on Facebook. And on Facebook, it's journalist Jessica Wetzler. Awesome. So if you want your political GA and GA stuff, you know who to follow on both uh, social media platforms. Jessica, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much.